welcome to Future So Bright, the podcast from Class 101 Franklin, where we illuminate the college admissions experience. I'm your host, Sean. And before I was a college student, I was a Class 101 Franklin student who was trying to find my own way through the college admissions process. I'm here with Zelina Marshall, who's the Honors Admissions Coordinator at the University of Tennessee. She received her bachelor's from the University of Tennessee and her master's in management and human resources from the University of Tennessee as well. So today we're talking about honors colleges and honors programs. First off, what is an honors or scholars program? So an honors or scholars program, and honestly, the University of Tennessee, we have honors and scholars as our name because we have some different names for our programs, but they're all honors education. And an honors education is really aimed at high achieving students and giving them the resources that they need to be really successful at really any university. And so I was just talking to a student the other day about, you know, the differences between a public, a large public like UT and a small private like Brown or Duke or something like that, you know, schools in the top 15 schools in the country. And she, you know, was asking kind of about what are the differences between honors programs there and honors programs at a place like UT? And I was kind of trying to explain to her that places like Duke and Brown don't really have honors programs. They have honors concentrations, but they don't have necessarily university-wide honors programs like the University of Tennessee does. And that's because a big part of what honors education tries to do is mimic that elite environment, that enhanced environment where you have some high touch moments, you have additional resources, you have additional access to opportunities like study abroad, like undergraduate research, like just honors coaching that will help you kind of make a larger school like UT feel like that community environment that you might get at some of those elite schools and still give you those educational opportunities that are that would rival those schools as well. So that's kind of the point of honors education. I would also say, as far as honors education goes, a little bit broader of an explanation would just be, you know, honors education is for students who are wanting to achieve more during their time at the university, right? So lots of students, and it's just fine to go to university, go to class, join a couple clubs, um, and graduate, you know, with your GPA. But the point of an honors education is to challenge yourself a little bit more and try to gain as much as possible during those four years that you have at the University of Tennessee. And so we ask you to go to things like lectures that happen on campus. We ask you to do things like do an undergraduate thesis. We ask you to study abroad. We ask you to engage in our community. Community. And we know, based on some high impact practice research, as well as the stories of our graduates, that those experiences have a real impact on, you know, whether or not you do things like critical thinking, whether or not you have the type of community that's going to get you um, kind of to that next step. And so the point of honors education really is to just provide high achieving students with those opportunities. So what are some of the benefits of being in a honors program like at the University of Tennessee? Yeah, so I think that there are a lot of benefits of being in an honors program at UT and at other places. I think it kind of depends on which type of benefits you're looking for. I think that you can kind of chalk some up to tangible benefits as well as some intangible benefits. So as far as specifically at UT, I don't know about other schools programs as well, but at specifically at UT, we do have some tangible benefits 
One of our favorites or one of our students' favorites, I guess I should say, is definitely priority registration, which basically means that all of our honors students register before seniors at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. And that just allows them to have a little bit more flexibility in their course schedule, which allows them to pursue things like research, like maybe having a part or full-time job while they're on campus, like you know, study abroad or other things that we're super encouraging of them to do. And so again, that priority registration, I think, is close to the hearts of a lot of our students. I know it was close in my heart when I was an honor student. Um, and definitely when you talk to my honors ambassadors, they're super excited all the time about priority registration. Some others of those tangible benefits, I would say we do have some advanced library privileges for honor students at the University of Tennessee. I think in your first and second year, that sounds kind of like a Womp womp kind of benefit, but definitely by the time you get to junior and senior year, you're looking to do some of those longer term projects. Having graduate student benefits at the library starts to come in handy. Having a specific study carol, being able to check out books for longer, those types of perks mean a lot more the further you progress in your college degree. And then we also have a specific space for our honor students on campus. So we are housed in the Howard Baker Center for Public Policy, and that space is open to honor students 24-7. And so definitely we have a little study room in there that is just for honor students to swipe into. And then the whole building when they're not class is not in session, that is open to honor students as well. And so that is definitely a great space for students, especially during finals when the library might get a little more crowded than usual. Um, it's a great space for honor students to kind of come hang out together. We have a lot of students studying for NCATs and LSATs and all those things towards the spring semester in that space as well. That's really awesome. And yeah, when I was looking at the, uh, the list for some of the privileges, I'd noticed that library uh, privileges thing. And I was like, does that mean they have like special access to like the restricted section, like in Harry Potter or something, or that's really awesome. So what does it take to be in an honors program? Is there anything specific that you're looking for when looking at these students? So I always like to tell students that, you know, honors is a choice. And so it's not necessarily something you have to enroll in. I think we have a lot of students that come and they were honor students in high school, they're really stressed about that. And then they're like, well, what if I don't do honors in college? And the reality is it's whether or not you want to engage at that higher level. And so what we're looking for are students who have kind of the same interests that we do. We're looking for students who are intellectually curious. We're looking for students who want to raise their critical awareness. We're looking for students who are interested in being culturally aware um, and who want to kind of expand that perspective that they have and they gain during college, right? So we're wanting for students who are looking for that value added piece. I think definitely you can go to UT or go, you know, to a lot of schools that have honors programs and get a quality education. I think, you know, UT is a research one institution. It has awesome faculty members. I think that you know, like 16 or 17 of them were just named the top 200 science researchers in the United States. So that's awesome. And so there are definitely great educational opportunities at the University of Tennessee, regardless of your status. But for what we're looking for for students is students who do want to go that extra mile, do want to kind of challenge themselves, who do want to be held accountable to achieving a little bit more during their time here. I also think that we're looking for students who want to engage in that type of community, right? So a big part of the non-tangible benefits that I didn't think I ever mentioned is that honors and scholars community aspect and being surrounded by other students who are kind of in that same mindset, who are also looking to do a little bit more, to learn a little bit more, who are ever curious, you know, who are always wanting to kind of push the boundaries a little bit, but also enrich their education in a way that's meaningful to them. 
talking more about the community aspect that the Tennessee Honors and Scholars programs have. So how does a cohort or a living and learning community impact your college experience? Yeah, so I think that, again, this can be best illustrated by some of the stories that our students and our alumni tell. I myself am an alumni of the UT Honors Programs. I lived in the living and learning community my freshman year. And after senior year, me and the three random roommates that none of us knew one another coming in, um, we all were in one of our roommates wedding together, right? So those are kind of the types of bonds that you form really early on in your college career. Now, you know, almost 10 years after my freshman year, I'm getting really old. I'm still living with one of the people that I met on the honors floor my freshman year, right? So those are the types of friends. And I think that part of it is that you do all kind of have that same mindset. Everyone is interested in learning more. Everyone is interested in going to this or that event and again, expanding that mindset. And so it's really easy to find people who, you know, engage you, who make you laugh, who make you think a little bit harder. And I think that that's where a lot of friendships start is kind of in meeting the meeting of the minds. And so that community, I think, is really easy to come by in the honors community. We do have a living and learning community, as you mentioned, and that is housed in Dogwood Hall at UT. It's one of the newest residence halls on campus, which is awesome. We're super excited to be housed there. Dogwood Hall is exclusively an honors residence hall. And so the whole hall is made up of honors students. And so being surrounded again in that community, being able to go downstairs and play in the game room, meet other people from honors programs, kind of find out what they're doing, what they're curious about. I think just really gives you that core community of people who are going to be able to challenge you, who are going to be able to kind of take that next step forward. I think one of the cliches that we hear a lot as kids or that I heard a lot as a kid, I think people probably still say this, is, you know, you are who you surround yourself with or, you know, your friends are going to have a big influence on who you are. And I remember when I was younger thinking, you know, I'm who I am. No one can influence that. But as I get older, I really realize, you know, your friends influence what types of activities you take part in, whether or not you think it's cool to take part in any activities whatsoever, how you spend your free time, whether or not they influence your actions directly. They do influence what you think is appropriate and what you think is, you know, a good life. And so I think being able to surround yourself by other people who think that going out and learning more is a good life, who think that, you know, whatever project you're doing and your independent research is super cool and they encourage you to continue to do that, just goes a long way for you and for anyone, you know, to be able to surround yourself with people that that have that kind of interest. Could you tell us a little bit about the four unique uh, honors and scholars programs that Tennessee has? So Tennessee does have four distinct honors and scholars programs. We moved to that model to help our students a little bit with their individualized interests and be able to create, you know, an honors program that was best suited for them. This is about our fifth year of having these programs. So we just graduated our first ever class of a couple of the programs, which is very exciting. Made me tear up a little bit. But I'll start with our first one is a two-year program. It's called our 1794 Scholars Program. And the point of that program is to really help students hit the ground running once they get to UT, right? So we kind of talked about, you know, getting involved on campus being very important as an honor student, having that culturally aware mindset, and then also the volunteer hours, which I know I think we're going to talk about a little bit later as well. But those are kind of the key elements to the 794 Scholars Program, in addition to that academic engagement piece. Obviously, it's an honors program. And so the 794 Scholars Program is really kind of created around those 
four key pillars. And we just ask students to engage with something in each of those pillars every semester. So that looks like being in the Pride of the Southland marching band, that's great. If it looks like joining a sorority and fraternity life, that's great. You know, you might do a um, Spanish or an Africana studies class to do your culturally aware portion. You might just go to some events on campus that are kind of aimed at inclusion or cultural awareness. It's a really flexible program. It was created for students, again, who are high achieving students. They're interested in that honors experience at UT, but they might, you know, be a little bit unsure at the outset about whether or not they want to commit to taking, you know, seven honors courses like some of our other honors programs, or they might have different plans for their last two years of the university. So a good example of this, not to say that all nurses go into seven time course scholars, but a good example of this is at Tennessee nursing, you know, that your last two years has a lot of clinicals, you are very busy. And so it's kind of a lot to commit to a four-year honors program if you're not quite sure how those last two years are going to look for you. And so 794 is a great program for those students. It's also a great program for students who, you know, maybe they want to be the SGA president. They're like, ah, I'm going to have too much to do my last couple of years. And it's also great as our one of our best programs for current students and transfer students. So we do accept current and transfer students into honors at UT. And 794 is usually a really good place for them. Um, and again, that is just because it is our most flexible program. Our next program is the Chancellor's Honors Program. That's our most traditional program. If you look around at other programs across the country, it's probably going to be the most in line with that one. And it has been around since the mid-1980s. So it is, again, our oldest program as well. And that program is a more of a liberal arts-based program. So we ask you to take seven total courses over the course of four years at the University of Tennessee. And those can be in any five categories. So we have five categories, you know, logic and reasoning, humanities, so on and so forth, we ask you to take from at least three of those. So the idea is that you're getting that intersectional, interdisciplinary education while you're at the University of Tennessee to kind of supplement your major courses. A lot of students ask me, does that mean I'm going to have to take like all these extra classes while I'm at UT? And the answer to that is typically no. I mean, if you bring in literally all of your general education requirements, then yes, that's going to be a little bit difficult to work through. But for the most part, if you do some prior planning, most students are able to work all of the Chancellor's Honors courses into their general education requirements or all but one or two, right? So you're maybe taking one or two classes that you maybe would not have, but we get feedback that those are very enriching classes as well. Our honors leadership program is structured a little bit differently. That was one of the newer programs that we brought online. And that program is actually a minor. So all the coursework surrounding that program culminates in a minor when you leave. It's a minor in honors leadership studies. And the leadership studies minor is really focused on shocker leadership. And so I really like to compare that to Chancellor's Honors and say, Chancellor's Honors is a breadth program. It's really got that liberal arts focused. Anyone in any major can pursue that program, but definitely you are encouraged to take coursework across disciplines, whereas the Honors Leadership Program is a depth program. So it's really focused in on kind of the theories of leadership, the practice of leadership, the applications of leadership, all of those different aspects of leadership. And again, it's very kind of focused there. Our final program the Haslam Scholars Program is our most selective program. So we do only select 15 students for that program every year. And it's kind of a combination coursework wise of the Chancellor's Honors Program and the Honors Leadership Program. So what that looks like is you work directly with an individualized honors coach to help you determine what 
honors coursework you should take during your time at UT. The example I always give of this is we have a great biomedical engineering department at UT, and a lot of people there are focused on prosthetics. If you want to focus on prosthetics in your future career, you are probably going to want to know how to build prosthetic arms and legs and that kind of thing, how the body works. But you also might want to know some of the psychology behind, you know, having a prosthetic. And so one of the things that you might talk with your coach about is saying, oh, I need to take these honors engineering classes, but maybe I also need to take some honors psychology classes to supplement my knowledge of how my future career is going to look. Right. And so that's kind of the conversation that you'd have. It's very individualized on what honors courses you'd take. And then with your cohort of other 15 students to the Haslam Scholars Program, you would also take some leadership courses. Those are going to be one-hour courses for our students who are not in college, don't know what one-hour courses are. That means you go to class one time a week and meet for one hour. Most classes, you go to class three times a week, meet for one hour each time, three-hour courses. That's how that kind of works. But so those are four one-hour courses during your first two years of the university. And those are to help you learn more about civic engagement, to learn more about leadership. They're very focused on having leaders from the Tennessee community come in and speak to the Haslam Scholars about different topics of leadership, about different instances of leadership and government and business and nonprofits and education. And again, just give them that broad knowledge of both how leadership works and how it works specifically in the state of Tennessee. Going back to that service requirement, uh, that was something that was very striking that I saw the requirements of what you have to complete in the honors program. You have to have 25 hours of community service a year. And I really, really love that. I did a lot of community service in uh, high school and college. So what is the reasoning behind that? Yeah, so I think this is one of the things that makes UT a very unique university and that we are very dedicated to this idea of being a volunteer, right? I think if you go on a tour at UT, they'll always say, you can't be a bulldog, you can't be, you know, a Commodore, you can't be a lot of things, but you can be a volunteer. And so we want students to come to the University of Tennessee and do that and put that into practice. And so on UT's campus, we actually have a statue called the Torchbearer. And it is kind of like our academic mascot versus the little smoky dog, which is our, you know, athletic mascot. But the Torchbearer is really an inspiration to students. It's supposed to be a reminder about what your duty is to society and to campus and to be a volunteer. And its motto is one that beareth the torch, shadows oneself to give light to others. And so we try to embody that motto at the University of Tennessee generally. And I think in honors programs, we definitely ask students, again, to kind of challenge themselves a little bit extra. And so that's where that dedication to service comes in. It's, you, it's really a UT thing. You know, we really like to be volunteers and be, you know, balls um, all at once. And so giving back to the community is really important at the, at the University of Tennessee Knoxville. And so we just kind of have incorporated that into our honors programs as well. We actually have, and I hope this makes it into the podcast because we have an office on campus called the Jones Center for Leadership and Service, and they are rock stars. So they are a dedicated office to putting together service and leadership opportunities for our students on campus and educating them both on the active citizen continuum as well as different leadership aspects. And so they have a a sign up to serve calendar where any student can go and find service opportunities. They also have a service tracker, which is how in honors we keep up with whether or not you're doing your 25 hours of community service. And they have a service tracker and they'll give you actually through their office a medal at the end of your four years if you've reached 100 hours of community service. So we are very in line with that. 
It's actually a bronze medal because so many people do so many hours of service at the University of Tennessee, right? They started with one medal, 100 hours in over the course of four years. But then they're like, some people are getting like 400 hours. So maybe we should have more medals. So now they have kind of a tiered system where if you get 100 hours, you get kind of that base level medal, and then you get fancier medals as you kind of go up in service hours. And I think that's a great testament to both, you know, showing that dedication to service and then also recognizing students for the service they're doing and what they're giving back to the university community and the Knoxville community. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah, of course. I really enjoyed speaking with y'all. And if you want to reach out to me about the University of Tennessee and specifically and how to maybe arrange a meeting with one of our honors ambassadors, if you're interested in honors at UT, my email is just my name, xylina at utk.edu. Or you can visit our webpage, which is really easy, honors.utk.edu. We would love to see you folks on campus or host you and let you know a little bit more about the volunteer experience. Thanks for listening to Futures So Bright. We hope you'll subscribe and tell a friend about us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at at class101franklintn. And if you're in our area, we'd love to talk with you one-on-one about how Class 101 can work with your family and student to plan for college. With about 50 Class 101 locations nationwide, you can go to class101.com to find a location with experienced college planners near you.